Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. We're the stars of this piece of shit! I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? Ooh. I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. I am PK. <laughs> I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. Fucking Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are? Ah, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! Odin was a warrior from the land of the midnight sun with a Thompson gun for hire, fighting to be done. Deal was made in Denmark on a dark and stormy day. So he set out for Biafra to join the bloody fray. Through 66 and 7. I've been waiting for a while to, <laughs> to, use, that? to use this piece. Because there's really never been news about this particular literary thing that I'm a fan of. What, what, is, what is this song? This oh, is what? Roland the yeah. Headless Thompson Gunner. By the one and only Warren Zevon. Okay. Classic. All Classic. Right. And why did we choose this music? <laughs> because we got our first peek at Roland this week. Oh. Roland Deschain. Yes. From uh, first peek of the uh, of the Dark Tower. Um, I'm kind of I'm I'm amused by this because I not not long ago when I first joined you guys I, I shared. Uh, my feelings on Idris Elba and uh, the people rallying for him to be uh, another literary character by the name of James Bond. Right. And I made very clear and articulate my uh, my feelings on that. Sure. Oh, oh, you feel you feel that you were clear and articulate? I, I feel as though He I was. was very clear that he does and not think I, that I got... black people should be leading roles in a James Bond <laughs> well, film. Well, hold Jesus on, hold on. Christ. I think that's what that's I remember. That's what OG took away <laughs> from that oh, conversation. Was... Wow. Wait, was oh, that... and it all fell to shit. <laughs> I'm just... That's what I... That well, was how my many, recollection. Hold on. How many seconds in are we before he we... drops the first racist bomb? <laughs> no, come on. We even make it a whole three minutes with the opening. Wonderful. No, I love Idris Elba. I, yeah, I love him too. And I, I already made my no, points about that. No, Bob. I love black people. I have black friends. I do. You're terrible. <laughs> It's it's kind of satisfying because I, I got a, a lot of I got a number of nice compliments about how I presented my my feelings on that sure uh, which was nice to hear but I I also took a little heat. heat for that too and and I got some of that uh, privately and and a couple publicly as well and I I'm a little satisfied because this week we got the first look of Idris Elba in the role of Roland Deschain right and people precise people that gave me shit right are getting hyper and uppity. About Idris Elba playing Roland. About the about the race swap. Yeah. 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 Well. And I, and I feel them and I understand them and I, I don't necessarily agree with this casting either. 
I think it's going to make some some they're going to have to make some very strong changes to the dynamic between the big three characters of, right. uh, of uh, Susanna, Eddie, and Roland, if you've read the books, uh, or Detta, as it were. They're, 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 it's very specifically race-oriented in the original story. So they're, they're either going to have to cut it entirely or, or have a whole new motivation right. for Detta, Odetta, Susanna, and the whole works. So I, I get the concerns, but it's really satisfying. To see these people that that gave me a hard time, all of a sudden they're like, well, I don't know about this, and yeah. and and getting hyper about it. Yeah, she was on the other foot, motherfuckers. God damn it! Mm. This might be the impetus to get me behind, uh, or to get me to finally read it. How many books are in this series? 30, 40 books? There, there are there are at, at seven least. books. Seven books, and there was seven big ass. I was going to say they're like six or seven thousand pages. The, each, the right? first book is the shortest. Uh, it was the first one that was j- just uh, the uh, the Dark Tower. Right. Um. And, uh, and, the, and no, excuse me, the gunslinger, uh, and uh, that's the short novella kind of one. And then he's off and running with nine billion page books from there on. Right. You're, I know, I know how much you love Stephen King getting paid by the word, but uh, yeah, I, they're, I think they're they're a great read. You know they're what? Favorite actually, tale, but are there audio books of these available? There's got to be. right? Oh. I believe there are, and I believe they're read by Stephen King. He, oh, he generally oh. reads his own stuff. See, that might be the solution. Spend a lot of time in the gym. Um, it won't feature the the new version, however, uh, that they adjust for Idris Elba with uh, with the line. Hey, where are the white women at? Uh, <laughs> in there. Wow. Whoa. Yikes. Well, you know, look, that's two these, of us dropping the racism. These Kev's next things happen. I am not racist, <laughs> so just, I will not be dropping racist remarks. Just or, you wait, or drops, or or excluding entire races. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, anyway. we are off to a rough start. <laughs> yeah. All right, why don't we why don't we quickly name this episode? Uh, sure, and number it. This is episode four hundred nine, and we're calling this one "Course Correction Needed." Is that because of the start needed. of the episode, uh, <laughs> or do well, we have more on that? Well, if we were no, if, if we were yeah, the show requires course correction. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd like to title this episode "Rebirth" now, but we'll yeah, save that I for know. next week. I would like to title it. No, seriously, we, we're really not racist. A yeah. uh, couple of quick shout-outs that I want to give uh, real quick before we roll into some of the news. A couple weeks back, we talked about that Hipster Mickey piece and uh, Gerard Mar- Maruyama. I'm sure I'm butchering Maruyama! Your name. I'm so I'm sorry. Maruyama! I'm butchering your name. But he he is uh, he's listened to a couple episodes, and I think he might still be listening. So, so no, not, anymore. not anymore. Yeah. So I guess you don't want to make fun of any Asian people, sir, this <sighs> evening. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and uh, the guys over at, or the, the crew over at Cloud City Cast, they've also been uh, checking out the show, and I've been checking out theirs as well. It's a, it's a fun show. So, Dude, so Is that a Star Wars podcast? It's a it's a, it's a Disney podcast. Oh. So it's Star Wars, Marvel, and Disney. Like oh, okay. Disney related news, park related news. It's oh. actually a pretty interesting. Oh, yeah, it's it's a fun show. Speaking of park related news, can yes. we just can we just say I got the app? Okay, they're in stock. They are, but you are telling me I should not do that. So I ordered one uh-huh. for myself because oh. I wanted oh. I wanted to get one right, yeah. and I was like, this is a great opportunity. Oh, oh it got wrecked, didn't it? Oh no, it's not terrible. Uh-oh. But I would not consider oh, that. Wow. No, I would no. not consider that for a carded collection. No. So I am torn as to what to do with that now. Do I return it? Do I just seek out another one? Well, you you gotta have one loose. Aren't yeah, you? probably. So what we're talking about, since well, we might as well get into it, this is the R five M four. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was the May the Fourth be with you park exclusive Astromech droid. It's uh, it's the body of R five. 
right? That body. In essence. In essence. But yep. it's a black and gold color Correct. scheme. Correct. Yeah. Um, and I was really excited. Nice droid. It is a nice droid. Mm-hmm. And, and I like the packaging. It says May the 4th, yada, yada. But it did not show up well protected. Yeah, now, they, they. Wow, that it looks hammered. So, that looks water beat. So here's me. here's the thing. When I ordered something else from the park app, we're right. talking about the Shop Disney Parks app, yeah. which is available on your iPhone and Android devices. Yes. Um, I ordered the Hipster Mickey, and it came perfect. Sure. It came in a nice box. Yep. It was the figure was individually wrapped in bubble wrap and then placed inside a box with packing material. Right. And it was like, and I I got a. A boost of confidence. Like, sure. clearly they take care to pack. Right. This showed up, and as soon as I saw it, I was bubble like... Envelope. In a bubble envelope. I knew oh, it. I was just like, like, oh, motherfuckers. sons of bitches. I, I knew it. That that tells me it's based on which store you go in and which knucklehead is putting your stuff together. Right. And that hipster Mickey probably came with a more collectible-minded shop probably. than this it was pro- probably just someplace I in wonder, downtown I'll Disney. I'll tell you where. Hipster Mickey came from Wonderland Gallery, because I think it's the only spot that it's available. Uh, okay. And they sell fine art pieces right. and high-end statues you, you and collectibles. And this probably People respect came the from stuff the there. Emporium and Epcot. Yep. I wonder <laughs> if do they have a customer service that you can call? You know what? Um, I might call customer service. I would and do that buy, and see. And what let the me know because is. as someone who once uh, I need was on the inside bitches. with the mouse, I strongly suggest you give them a call and, and well, let them know. So the deal. here's the thing: because that's not right. I have no doubt in my mind that if I call, they will correct it. Mm-hmm. The question is, do I really want to go through the hassle of shipping it back and all that stuff? Well, if maybe, I think I'm going to get a second one anyway? Well, maybe. What? Well, no. What you should do is call up and say, hey, and I should not really have to ship this one back. Right. Yeah. Just right. see. Because, well, I mean. Chances I, are they won't make you I do know, that in the first place. I did yeah. the, first of all, they're so, overloaded with them if the rumor is true. Right. Overloaded with I have them. no doubt. They were overloaded with the last one, uh-huh. too. They were still in the park when I was there in December. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so that being said. It's a great figure. I still recommend the app, but this is a shipping yeah, that's, clusterfuck. That's so, not cool. Not cool. So, uh, you know, so check it out. It is the R5M4 Droid Factory. May the 4th be with you, Astromech, exclusive to the parks. Um, before we get into the, any of our other big news, let's quickly go through our new sponsor to the show. Yes. Snodgrass Art. Shop.snodgrassart.com. Oh, possibly Craig. No, 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 sir. Oh. No. Uh-oh. Nope. Updates. Updates. Uh, definitely Craig. It's definitely Craig. <laughs> it's definitely Craig. Because Craig definitely <laughs> wrote to us last week. Uh-huh. He was very pleased with the spot. Oh, he was? Uh, and in and, 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 and reading his email, I was able to confirm that it is definitely Craig. So I'm going through uh, this encyclopedia uh, of a prep sheet looking yep. for the information. Same exact spot it was last week. Okay. So it's three pages from the end. Yes. One, two... Three pages from the end. Oh, there it is. There it is. You can't miss it. Wow. I'm almost impressed. Uh, yeah, you're definitely going to want to check out Snodgrass art. Uh, it says here, according to my uh, official notes, darkly whimsical sci-fi and robot artwork for your home and brain. Yes. If that description alone doesn't rush you to the freaking site. Prints starting at hmm. only five dollarinis. Original works as well as phone case, T-shirts, and more. 15% off your first order with code BIGKEV. That's right. What a great code. And look, you know, something we, we hit upon last week, and I think it's important to hit upon again, is this is, this is he's one of the artists that stands out mm-hmm. uh, in a sea of sometimes unfortunate, you know, 
similar noise. He stands out. His work is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's really unique. If you are a fan of sci-fi art, robot art, um, bubble helmets, bubble helmets. Oh my god, it's so my aesthetic. The, the, mm. the, there are two prints that I definitely have to have. I know of his one. I, I bet we're look. I bet one we're is the profile, mm-hmm. right? It's the girl looking to the side. Yes. And she's wearing the bubble helmet. Yes. It's gorgeous. The the work is so beautiful. And the other one that I'm really interested in is not your style, so I don't think it's similar to what, yours. What, 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 what? Um, it is the girl with the eight millimeter camera for a head. It's kind of a pinup oh, yeah, yeah. style uh-huh. piece. I, I like that. I know that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, check check them out. Yeah, shop.snodgrassart.com. Snodgrass art is uh, all one word. All right, and uh, Snodgrass art on the Instagram. Oh yeah, it's at Snodgrass art. Yes. So uh, yeah, you should definitely check them out. I think everybody on this show, I think, is either ordered or is planning on ordering. Planning stuff. on yes, planning. And on. then we've heard from plenty of people about. Uh, uh, that they're hopping on board yeah. with definitely Craig's artwork. So there you go. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, man. I'm a fan. Hey, is definitely Craig got any plans in October? Uh, I don't know, but I could talk to him about that. That would be an excellent idea. Sir. I will talk to him about that. That would be an excellent idea, sir. I will talk to him about that. I will be an excellent idea. All sir. right. So since last week's show, meanwhile, back at the show, I think we have to. I, I know. We've, we've taken a we've taken a darkly whimsical uh, opening to the right. show, but I think I have to bring it back for a second because we lost a friend of ours this week and, and a legit oh, yeah. friend of this program. And I, I hate to hit the road bump here in the funny, but I'm not going to mm. just leave this one for a little notation at the end like we would oh, normally no, no. do no, no, no. with somebody uh, uh, who has passed away. But this person, we were actually yeah. very friendly with this person. Uh Darwin Cook, the uh, the the artist, the amazing artist. If you've never seen a Darwin Cook book, Cook, Darwin Cook, Cook book, book, not a cookbook. <laughs> uh, you want to go out to your local comic recce and find yourself one. Uh, you want to go Frontier. to Amazon.BigKevsGeekStuff.com. Oh yeah, search Darwin Cook. That's an easier. <laughs> that's an go. even easier way to do it. But yeah, so Darwin uh, uh, New Frontier, DC's New Frontier yep, yep. is one that comes leaps to mind. Of course, and there's and there's a dozen others that you can check out. He did, I think, the best of the before Watchmen books. Yep. So I mean, there's definitely stuff out there. Um, he did this program at least twice that I can recall, right. um, and he's done uh, and he's done artwork for us, and he was very friendly with uh, with us. We were. Uh, constantly trading uh, little emails back and forth over the years, and and I have to say I'm really when I when I when PK actually is the one who, yep. who told me I was I was for about an hour I was just completely yeah. ruined. Talk about a guy who has. We were just talking about definitely Craig and his unique artwork. Talk about a guy who bucked convention for comic books. Yeah. Yep. You only have to see one book to see where and and to understand that DC and other people, but DC in particular, I think, is probably um, the person who should get the kudos here for taking a risk on artwork that was definitely the opposite of the trending artwork. Yeah, it at was the time. very classical. The, it um, was it, it, and it's, built on, and it's on beautiful simplicity. Yep. Yeah. And 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 tradition. Yeah. Uh, you know, in in when. In the time where there yeah. was there was way almost too much detail and, uh-huh. and mayhem, and, and uh, such clarity and super, simplicity, and, and so beautiful work. The, the the work at the time, especially when I think especially when he first really hit the scene, 
uh, big time like D- like New Frontier yeah. is what I what I think was his breakthrough. That's my opinion. You, you don't have to share it. In fact, if you don't share it, you can call the GVM line four two five nine two zero six zero five zero and let us know what you think. But that said, it was the big muscle. It was the over muscular. Yeah. Like it was kind of that just that era. Maybe the tail end of the totally unrealistic kind of looking era and. He went completely the other direction. You have to think like late fifties, early sixties advertising art. Yeah, like it, it almost felt more like the kind of stuff you would see in like the Sunday funnies. Oh uh, yeah, a little bit. Right? Yeah, yeah. uh huh. Yep, and and absolutely amazing. If you've never, uh, they made toys of his work. DC Direct made toys of his work that are amazing. I think I actually still have. Some of them in my collection. I don't think he did. He do a green arrow. I think he did a new frontier green arrow, oh, and I oh. think I can see him up oh. on the oh. in the back row, four figures in. If you oh. start at Smallville era, I see. Was there a DC animated film that yes, uh, that there captured was. his art? Yeah. Well? New frontier. That was, new, was frontier. new frontier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. New frontier was a big deal. Uh, so again. Darwin Cook, uh, we, we lost him. God, he's young. He's like 54. 54. Man, that's too young for anybody to be going like that. Tragic. It was cancer. Yeah, it it's really terrible. Yeah. It was tragic. I, I can say for sure the people on this program and listen to this program who have ever experienced Darwin Cook, either whether you experience him just through his artwork or whether you experience him as a human being, I think it, it's definitely a loss. It's oh, yeah. definitely a loss for our community. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure people who knew him close knew he was sick, but I think to the overall community, it was kind of quick. I remember it was a day or two before he passed. I saw that he had just started palliative care for cancer, and you know, people were like, you know, stay strong. And then, Done. you know, less than – I don't even think it was a day he had passed. It was passed. two, I yeah. think, yeah. So um, – very sad. Yeah, very, very tragic. Very, sad. And but, uh, influential. I'm, and, you know. And totally. And totally, yeah, like we said, breaking all boundaries and, and succeeding. You know, very, very, uh, I just, yeah. I, I wanted to get that out because I didn't want us to roll through into the funny and then just hit it later on as kind of an afterthought. Because it was what I've been thinking about since it happened, so. All right. Um, all right. So now we got that out right, of the way. Let's go to We're something a you, bit more fun. Miss you, Darwin Cook. But let's go to something more fun. How am I supposed to go from a goddamn death dedication <laughs> into an upbeat song? Hi. All right. Uh, l- let's go a little bit more fun. This past weekend, uh, PK and I had the yes, opportunity. Damn you both. To go to the Steampunk World's Fair. Yes, we did. Uh, in what? where was that? Garb. Piscataway. Piscataway, New Jersey. Uh, thanks, Obama. Um, oh, my God. That's how the day started. Why are we thanking because Obama? Because Obama was at Rutgers He's doing day. the commencement oh. at Rutgers. And this place is a hop, skip, and a jump from Rutgers. Uh-huh. And we went. So there was some traffic. No, there wasn't traffic. Oh, okay. There wasn't traffic in the sense of there were a lot of cars in the area. Right. But every road was closed off. Oh, I see. It took us an extra 10 miles, I think, to go around in circles. And the one cop told us to turn where there were no turns and... Did you hear the commencement, by the way? I don't know. Hey, where are the white women at? <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. Wow. It's there in the soundboard. It's got to get its Damn. use. Okay, we've got to take that out of the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, but let, let's, get back, let's get back to Steampunk World. Yes. It was a fun event. Uh, me, me, PK, uh, the missus went, uh, and the little guy went. And uh, I think we had a pretty good time. We walked around. Yeah, and... a good time. Um, I 
I, I have my my thoughts on things. Sure, but but overall, it was a uh, it was it was a very nice event. I've never been exposed to the yeah. Steampunk World's Fair before. Um, so it was, uh, the, the vendors, I was, I was really impressed with the vendors acro- uh, yep. pr- across the board. So, so much beautiful, uh, art. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you tend to, it's easy for me to get out of the mindset of, you know, these are just, you know, they're cogs and gears and zeppelins and, uh, you know, they're, you know, they're pieces of they're jewelry pieces and, and you kind of get out of the, the headspace of these are, these are individual beautiful works of, of art. Right. Um, and a lot of vendors showing uh, uh, and selling b- beautiful uh, little works that uh, most of which were out of my reach. Yeah. But uh, great art and, and great, um, great uh, clothing and uh, you know, garb and, and attire sure. and whatnot. Uh, and I was also ecstatic to see you know, this was a convention that brought people that, that really dig into making their own things to sell. It's very easy to come to a convention like this and have people that are essentially distributors of like sure. museum replicas kind of stuff. And it's, it's not to knock museum replicas, but it's, it's manufactured, you know, not, not with their blood, sweat, and tears. And it was really pleasant to see uh, the majority, if not all, of the vendors that were dealing with Garb were that this was their stuff. Right, right. Um, uh, with their blood, sweat, and tears. So uh, I, I'm really impressed with the vendors across the board. And um, I, I'm, we didn't get to partake of too much on the entertainment front. Really, well, really. the weather kind of screwed up a bit on yep. Wednesday. It was really windy. And a lot of the stuff that traditionally takes place outside uh, was moved or couldn't because of the weather. Right. So we missed out on – I didn't get to see This Way to the Egress or uh, Steam Power Giraffe or any of the musical acts right. that I really wanted to see. Um, which is a shame because I really look forward to the music. Right. I've always been a fan of the, like, even at the Ren Fair, I'm always a fan of like the musical oh, acts. Of course, it's just one of, of the things I go for. Um, and unique to these events too. You don't see musical acts like this, yeah. in general. And know. look, uh, you know, it was definitely worthwhile going. Um, I will say that I continue to think that two hotels and hotel rooms is not the appropriate venue. And, and I, I appreciate you. Um, you you didn't really set any expectations for me going in, yeah. And, and I appreciate you doing that, so I I could kind of come in and formulate my own feelings. And at the end of the day, I, I came to the same conclusion you did. As far the that's the, where my thoughts lie. The layout is is rough. Yeah. Well, um, it's it's yeah. kind of like the layout of uh, what's that con? What con? The, uh, it's, it's not MegaCon. No, it's worse than that. What is the one in Atlanta? Right? Is yeah, it in Atlanta. No, Somewhere down Dragon there. Con. Dragon Con. Yeah. That's not in hotel rooms. It is in hotel rooms. No, 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 no. I, I think you're misunderstanding what I mean when I say okay. in hotel rooms. Yeah. I mean in hotel rooms. Yeah, vendors are in hotel rooms. Like, that's not Dragon Con. Dragon Con's a huge convention. Yeah, Dragon Con is in a bunch of hotels. It, I swear I'm right. Yeah, but I'm it right. takes place in their ballrooms. No, sir. It's in all individual rooms. It's in, it, Trust uh, me. It's really? all over the place. About that. Really? All right. Okay. You could be right, but but four, I've seen pictures. Four of two five. Guns, so. now, I'm not saying they don't <laughs> yeah. use the ballroom space because Steampunk World's right. Fair used the ballroom space, sure. didn't they? Sure. But the the She's larger bit of part, for yeah, Con. the larger part gotcha. of what goes on at Dragon Con goes on in hotel rooms. Mm. But with that being said, Sorry. it was still a lot of fun. Um, definitely a lot of good stuff to check out. Definitely worth going back next year. You know, cool. check check it out. Um, SteampunkWorldsFair.com is their website. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we saw some people there. We saw some friends that we know, a couple fans of the show, um, which is always nice to, to, to run into sure. people in the, pub, in, in the public space. Paul was there, and he was he – was, I always forget the character's name. Who's the lead character from uh, uh, Better uh, Off Dead? No, uh, Better Off Dead. Say anything. 
He was steampunk. Uh, all I know is John Cusack. I've, yeah, steampunk. I, I couldn't give you the character. Dob, oh, uh, oh, uh, Lloyd Dobler. Dob- Lloyd, yeah, it was great. He had like a little steampunk jukebox. It was fantastic. Lloyd Dobler. It was, it was fun. Uh, yeah, it was definitely a good event. My wife had a really good time. My son had a good time. Um, so, yeah, definitely worth checking out. We'll definitely go back next So year, you so. went in garb. I we did we did go in the appropriate attire. Oh, gee, did, I did you yep. did you pick up any new items? Um, I, you know what, I'm really regretting I didn't. There's a couple things that I eyeballed and yeah. I walked out not getting them. Uh-huh. Um, one of the reasons. And now you have regrets. Right. So one of the reasons partially is was the layout because I kind of passed a couple places and then it was kind of awkward to go back. But I have the cards for all of the places. Oh, okay. And yeah. I, I've already looked online at some of those vendors and all right. the things that I wanted are still available. Oh, that's cool. So I know I can get the – there was one guy that was making these leather – Plague Doctor kits and Alchemy kits, which right. would go perfect with my kit. I mean, right. it's like perfect. Those, those were yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and, and reasonably priced, too. Very reasonable. I, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't walk out with it. I, I really am. You know, I had that moment of, you know what? Let me just, I'll come back. I want to see yeah. everything. I want to come That's back. That's the death yeah. knell, usually. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I'll come back and see what else is going yeah. on. And you either never make it back or, or you talk yourself out of it, which is what happened yeah. uh, as you go further through the event. But uh, um, I did it to myself with so, the damn hats. Yeah. So here's did a- you not end up with a hat? I I went out seeking a hat, and I I, I would hit a vendor that had hats, and I go, I really like these hats, but I want to see what else is out there. And, and then, I hit another vendor. I said, I really like these hats, but I want to see what else is out there. And then I found the uh, they are Miss Pettigrews when they're at these events. Yes. But we know them as Crown and Feather or from the Pirate Booty or yeah uh-huh. from the New York Renaissance Fair, and we hit their booth, and that's where I found the hat. Yeah. I think this is the hat that I want. And I, I hemmed and hawed over this thing, and then I walked around. They were in one of the larger ballrooms. Right. And I walked around a little bit, and I came back to that booth, and I, and I put this thing on my head and took it off. And I put it on my head, and I took it off. And I'm like, you know what? I think this is the hat, but I want to see what else is out there. Oh, boy. <laughs> and not, it never cycled back. Not going to lie, I may buy a second bowler from them. Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, because I was telling PK, my bowler is, like, like legit old. Yeah. Like, like it's like from antique. Yeah, like it's from a hat company that went out of business yeah. in like 1934 or five or something. <laughs> like, wow, it's legit. No. Susquehanna Hat Company. <laughs> no, the reason. Yeah, no, the reason is. <laughs> Thank the, you, PK, for the only person you get into. The reason is some of the some of the when you find that kind of hat, even top hats sometimes they're kind of they kind of feel weak. Yeah, and like they're made out of cheap felt, threadbare. Yeah, and, mm. and, and, and Ooh, good and word. So so I wanted something that was really. Yeah, nice. Nice, right? And I paid a pretty penny for it. But at some point, I'm going to be like, I should really put this on a hat stand. Like a nice display. As a display piece. You know, you're getting one of those functional. You're getting one of those wooden. Yeah, they sell them hat stands. Yeah, wooden yeah. hat stands. I mean, I got, when I got this piece, it actually came in the original hat box. I have the hat box, too. I right. have a whole display Damn. if I want to. That's a nice display. But, but anyway. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of good vendors. Uh, you know, they they need they need a they need a better venue. That was that's my only major criticism. They need a better yep. venue. Mm. Yep, yep, um, yep. And then my other criticism is not of the fair itself, but of the genre. The genre is just so fucking confused. It doesn't know what it wants to be. Really, the genre is all over the place. Is it Ren Fair people with gears yes. glued to their stuff? The, there is that. There's yeah. that end, and then the other end is like the cyberpunk. I'm at a Marilyn Manson concert. Oh, that end, end right? And then right. and then and then you have the other sub genre. You have some diesel punk, which oh, I saw diesel too. punk. You know, so diesel punk is like a slight upgrade from yeah, steampunk. I like I like diesel punk. I'm okay with diesel punk because at least the aesthetic is close. Close. Diesel, diesel punk is closer to like kilts at Renfair, 
Whereas right. Cyberpunk is like an away team at Ren Faire. Yeah. yeah. And, and <laughs> the away team. <laughs> right? I mean, is that's that a fair? Is no, that a that's, fair? that's pretty fair. You are nailing this on the head. Pretty fair. Right? And then, you know, and then there's Ren Faire at Ren Faire, and that's just confusing as well. But, I think there's what steampunk was intended to be. Right. Um, which you see in, in a lot of the steampunk literature that, that, uh, that, it, that it, has come, it has come from and the literature that has come since. Right. I think there's what steampunk initially set out to be. And I think what it's become is this is this aesthetic where it's just all about artistry and interpretation of this is this is what I want to do and this is how I want to treat this particular Victorian outfit and and slap right. this on here and so, put that on there. So essentially, you know, so they they become the SCA. It's a it's very flexible, even even more flexible, I say than than the SCA. Mm-hmm. But the SCA compared to my SCA experience decades ago right. to, to what I I see from friends involved in it now, right. SCA is really reined in. Um, But I saw a guy walking around. I saw a guy walking around in what looked like a Gene Simmons kiss costume in boots, wearing like a plague doctor mask with like blue and red yarn in his hair. Right. And his girlfriend was like wearing these super tall platforms and like a respirator with like with like the nuclear fallout logos Uh, on it. And, And I'm like, I. And I'm normally not like that snob. Like I'm not that guy normally, but I'm like this is just is it, a little weird. Is it the steampunk world's fair or the post-apocalyptic world's right. fair? So yes. again, I don't fault the venue for that. I fault the genre for that. But that being said, the venue itself, all the vendors in there. I mean, did you see the uh, the Immortan Joe walking around there too? By the way, no, no. Um, saw him outside at one point. Uh, so another another one completely. Yeah. What the fuck aesthetic are you in? Right, f- fitting in with the post apocalypse thing. Post apocalypse. Post apocalypse. Uh, yeah, I was a little staggered to see an Immortan Joe walking around and wait to see if uh, yeah. Max and uh, I was going to say that's. I'm sure that's where the line is being blurred. Yeah. Yeah. So, I get but that. but but a, definitely a fun event, and I know they have another event coming up. Uh, Steampunk and the Catskills, I think it's Ooh. called. Yes. Um, so you could check that out. When's too. that? Are that, we going to go to that? That that's more like a, that's more like an immersive event. Oh, that's like a whole weekend. Yeah. Like you stay on the property, kind of. I don't a, know. Oh, I, I, oh. I, but if you go to uh, steampunkworldsfair.com, there's a link. Oh, okay. To get all those details, so you, you should go. check that out. Is it? Is that the? It's like a camping kind of event, or I think so? I it's think, like I don't know. The it's like the Pensac War. I, you, mm, not. I don't think as it's as huge. Okay. Huge as Pensac, well, nothing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Pensac War had to start somewhere. Yeah. True. True. Um. Yeah, I, I have I'll have to check it out. Yeah. I, I grabbed the card for that. I have fair. It too, I'll uh, see what that's all about. The Steam Wars. All right, so let's move past Steampunk World's Fair. Let's go into Civil War because we've all seen it now. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. And the embargo's over, the kids. Embargo's so over. We're going to be talking about spoilers either tomorrow or Friday. The box office we'll internationally hit a should billion. hit a billion. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, Making Batman vomit Superman's defeat even more impressive. Well. We'll get to that in a moment. Mm. Let's let's talk about just Civil War first. All righty. Well, um, first, first of all, yes. there is there is a very important thing that happened that the Russo brothers uh, caused with Civil War. Okay, and uh, I I didn't see it myself. I may have mentioned it last week. Was it but success? <laughs> they. Uh, what they did is in, in the airport battle, uh-huh. which is wonderful, yes, and and easily a key highlight of the film. The airport battle, uh, featured in that airport battle in the background and very clearly oh, and very yes. prominently, is the Bluth family <laughs> yes. uh, airport stair truck that they drive around in from Arrested Development. 
So and what and people are like, oh, that's really cool. The Bluth family truck and all that is in there, but. No one's discussing the reality that the Russo brothers just made Arrested Development Marvel Cinematic Universe canon. <laughs> that's pretty funny. I'm very excited about that. That's, that's pretty funny. That's because, pretty funny. Because that means that maybe if they ever get Fantastic Four back, they could have Tobias yes. <laughs> <laughs> reprise his role. Um, only, so, only if Job is Reed and after everything falls apart goes, I've made a huge mistake. Right. So, all right. So here's here's my first comment after finally having seen the movie. And you guys can agree or disagree. Or, oh, or good. Whatever. I love when you praise uh, it that here way. Here we go. Me. Everybody going into this and a lot of people coming out of it is saying, well, it's not really a Captain America movie. It's really Avengers 2.5 or it's really Avengers 3. To which I say no. You weren't paying attention. Correct. It was clearly a Captain America movie. Yes. He, and with the, he has the the, the the main overarching story correct. through the whole thing. It's, and it's the, his arc. It's where the Russo story. brothers succeeded and others failed is that even though there were a million characters in this movie, give or take a few, um, they confined them really to a lot of them. They confined to a particular sequence or two. Mm-hmm. And then they were just used as small points or, or small things to keep things moving, but yep. it wasn't entirely about all of those characters. Yeah. The they, an Avengers movie is. They drive his arc. Correct. Yeah. And the story. story it is absolutely a Captain where, America movie. Where the Avengers movies are about all of them together. Correct. Yes. This is about one of them and how the other characters are. Well, characters think about it. I mean, the first Avengers, they, they all face uh, the the challenge and the adversary they all kind of go through that arc together of of finding each other butting heads and and getting getting their shit together and overcoming uh, uh the the final evil yeah. ultron same sort of thing they are now together and now faced with this new dilemma that's starting to to split them which as they a group, created which, which they created and it, but it, it is their journey as a as a team it's it is abundantly clear that this this film is caps follows Absolutely. caps journey his oh yeah and 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 here and here's something you may or may not disagree with me on, but I know there are some people that will, so that's fine. Um, I've heard <laughs> I've heard a lot of people uh, say that, you know, as you watch the movie, you know, is Zemo really the villain or is it really Tony Stark that's the villain? No, no. you know who's the villain in, the, in this? And I I'm going out on a limb, and that's fine. Cap is the villain, as far as I'm concerned in this movie. Um, it depends. I'm, on, depends I'm on okay your with that stance. That that revelation with Bucky at the end. Yeah, that's a dick move. That's, that's a dick move. About uh, about who? Tony's he, parents. Yeah, that's a dick move. That's not on Cap's part, though. What do you mean it's not on Cap's that's part? He knows Zemo. and doesn't tell him. That's Zemo. What do you mean it's Zemo? Zemo is the one who brings that to light. Yeah, but Cap, Cap knew about it. Knew, yeah, okay, and didn't tell. Tony. That's a dick move. That's a dick move. But I wouldn't. I don't wouldn't necessarily call that villainous. I would call Cap, it, I Cap would is say, all about the greater good yeah, and, and was protecting. Exactly, yeah. He knows Stark well enough at this point. You I know, don't know, I don't. I, well, I don't agree with your assessment that Cap is the villain because Zeno, Zemo is definitely pulling the strings. And sure. like I suspected, can we say this? Like we all suspected, mm-hmm. Crossbones was the first ten-minute villain. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just like Batroc was in. In uh, Which the is last a, cat movie, it's a shame because Crossbones is pretty cool. Doesn't mean he won't be back. Well, they got to figure uh, out a way to bring him yeah, back. That that was a fairly final. Yeah, they kind of was they, it. They kind of fairly final last time too. I mean, any it's Marvel. Anything sure, yeah. is absolutely Anything possible. Is possible. But, Absolutely. But he he really 
they really got to get creative if they kind of bring him back. Um, Well, Thanos can resurrect him once he brings all the stuff. I don't don't think it'll be that, but Um, I get it. But uh, uh, Tom Holland, Uh uh, amazing. Ripped from the perfect. I mean, perfect as Spider-Man. Whether it was him or it was the writing or it was a healthy combination of both. He perfectly nailed Spider-Man. My, Peter my criticism still stands, though. Which was what? He should have the glasses on when he's not in the oh, suit. Oh, the fucking glasses. <laughs> I'm sorry. He should have the glasses on when he's not in the suit. Uh, I, I think that's a bit nitpicky. No, but... I, I, I don't think it's nitpicky. I think it's it's you can make the same argument about any one of the characters' basic traits. It's like Clark Kent. It's like Clark Kent. I, I hate to go here. It's like Man of Steel. All the things that we nitpick, nitpicked about yeah. Man of Steel were important facets of that character. So the fact is, this kid is still in high school. He's a nerdy kid right. with glasses. And even if the the even if the the, the bite healed his eyes like Tobey Maguire, he still wore the fucking glasses. And Tom Holland even says that it kind of healed his eyes. He even references it when he's talking about the lenses. It's fine. I still think he should wear I still think he should have worn it. I still say we might end up seeing him in the homecoming. I'm hoping so. Um, but honestly, like, I don't know. That that one didn't bother me so much. Okay. It really didn't. I mean, I could see okay. why it would, but it, it, that, that one didn't bother okay. me so much. Every, ne- every representation of the character has always had glasses. Okay, that's fine. I, I well, in in the later years in the Marvel books, he didn't. He, he was an gets, adult. He eventually gets. Uh, I know. The, but what about the? Because the largely they pull from the Ultimate series for this. And he didn't. He didn't have the glasses for the uh, Ultimate series, did he? No, he did not. Actually, I don't think he did. No, I don't. I don't think he had them at all in the Ultimate series. No. I don't think he ever had glasses in the recall. Ultimate series. Um, and I've reread those re- recently enough where I'm pretty sure that yeah. is the case. Um, but look, I, I, he was perfect. His portrayal, his banter. His not shut up inness yeah uh-huh. was perfect absolutely his, outstanding his 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 abilities while as great as they were but still unrefined i mean it was it was a great progression for that character yeah. and the way they loosely glossed over a little bit of his backstory just enough was great yeah they're gonna um, ed norton that back i think they're gonna ed norton it in the spider-man no doubt movie. oh yeah. no doubt um yeah, really good. Uh, absolutely good. I, I have I have no other complaints. Is there any other major plot points we want to hit on? I mean, um, I'll re- I thought Sebastian I'll reiterate. Sam was fantastic. Oh, and Black Panther, by the way, amazing. Here's here's a little, little hey, thing. Where? About, never mind. Hey, there's uh, here's a little thing about Black uh, a Black Panther. I don't know that we discussed this last week. Did you guys notice that every time he was doing anything on screen, like running or hitting somebody or anything, there was no sound. He's stealthily. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, I yeah. didn't notice that, yep. but that's but now fantastic. you'll see it and you'll yeah. be like, oh, shit. Yep. Yeah. That makes he's perfect running sense. full tilt and there's no sound. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Uh, giant man. I mean, Paul Rudd does not fail. Oh. Even the Pym line. The, the Hank t- Pym told he, me I would never trust a Stark. Yeah. I mean, Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> He oh, uh, he stole so much of he had any so, scene he was in. He, I, he and we ran were, away. PK and I were talking about this last week. It's like it's so it's you. Because the Spider-Man lines were so good, you have to at least mention the fact that Paul Rudd's Scott Lang had amazing lines. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Who yeah. is speaking? It's yeah. your conscience. We haven't spoken lately. I mean, Digging that around. is a great yeah. line. You're going to have to take this into the shop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm really sorry. I'm re- wow, I'm, sh- I'm still shaking your hand. <laughs> I do I do have to say, though, I, the more I've thought about it, I, I think my favorite moment still, has, still goes to, uh, to Stark. When uh, when he breaks out Giant Man 
and Stark in that frustrated. <laughs> oh, yeah. Goes, does anyone else have any shocking does superpowers? Anyone, does, yeah. on anyone on, does anyone on our team have <laughs> any surprise powers? Or whatever he says. Yeah, fantastic. Giant Man was great. They used him perfectly, I thought. Um, you know what I liked about Giant Man? And again, it was a little bit subtle. I, I Maybe it wasn't subtle. I don't know. But how he was huge, but he still kind of like, he was slow and lumbering yeah. in his movement. Yeah, which was, was perfect. great. It was yeah. great. It was just a nice little, it was a little touch that they didn't have to do, yep. but they did. And it yeah. made it work really yeah. well. Um yeah, Cap giving up the shield at the end was great. What well, th- not that it matters. I know. Because he's hanging out in Wakanda. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> Pretty sure he can get another shield. One thing that confused me, <laughs> and this is just about, this is my complete lack of knowledge about Black Panther or my minimal knowledge about Black Panther. Uh-huh. How, what is the ring? Can he control vibranium? What, what was that about? I think that just means he's king. No, 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 no. He at one point in time, right? Bucky is—he's holding onto Bucky's arm, yep. and he touches the ring, and it fucks up the arm. Like he can't move the arm. Bucky can't move the arm. It somehow disrupts the arm. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't it's, recall it's, that. Uh, I, I have to see it a second time and look for that. Oh darn! Yeah, I'll have to do the same thing. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty positive Damn. he touches the ring in that sequence. It's one of the first times he's fighting okay, Bucky. Maybe right. when they're in that, when they're they're during that car chase. Or whatever. Yeah, he's I, fighting I mean, Bucky catches the arm. He touches the ring, and Bucky has that moment of like, I lost control of my arm. Or yeah, I, I do remember happened. that. I that makes perfect don't sense. Know. I mean, he's basically the king of vibranium, really. So it, yeah, no, it I know, perfect sense but, that he's got some sort of. I didn't know if that was from the book or Power if that was that. developed for the movie and that's something they're gonna explore father. I honestly I don't, don't know the well, answer to that. I know people, just little about well, Black people Panther. please stop saying adamantium. It's not fucking adamantium. No, it's adamantium. vibranium. Yeah, I know. But oh, there okay. are people who are like really? adamantium and oh, it's like yeah. idiot. No, no, not Dif- at all. Different studio for that one. Different um, yeah. Look, you know, Vision's use of the mind gem to create total necks and sweaters was amazing. Yep. Fantastic. He <laughs> amazing. Looked, he, yeah. looked, he looked like a, a he really sharp. weird Mr. Rogers. Um, I love his cape. Even though we didn't get to see a lot of it, I love his cape. Mm-hmm. Beautiful beautiful to phase um, in the neighborhood. Scarlet Witch was great. Uh, and and fucking ScarJo, Black Widow, absolutely She's deserves astounding. her and own I, movie. Yeah. yeah. Because she holds her own amongst a group of superheroes. Yeah. Um, like. Like she owns the place. Yep. I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah, uh, yeah. Agreed. No, I think I think everybody was well used, and that's important. I don't think anybody was like, nope. I don't. It didn't feel bogged down. And and nobody other... was wasted, and nobody was nobody was seemed extraneous. Yeah. Like every every everybody had a purpose at whatever point in the yeah. film. The other relationship. Did we talk about this last week, PK? You and I. Did we mention the relationship between um, Winter Soldier and Falcon? We did because uh, that was some funny shit. We did yeah, touch on that. Yes. Can yeah, you move your seat up? Yeah. No. No. I hate you. <laughs> Just laying there. Yeah. I hate you. Uh, speaking of Falcon Red Wing. Yeah. That was a cute little yeah. toss in. I like pet, that. Yep. T- pet him. Pet he him. likes you. He likes you. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. I like him. I'm I like not going to refer to it Anthony as Mackie. Red Bird. Yeah. Red whatever. Bird. Red, Red Wing. Wing. Yeah. Red Wing. Um, yeah, I think I think. Yeah, overall. Anything else? Yeah, no, I don't know. All right, we're running a little long, so Are I think we? we should take oh, a wow. break. Yeah, we should, because um, we have a game stuff, and we have another spot, and we have so much more to get to when we come back. So. Yeah, we haven't even cracked the sheet. We barely cracked the sheet. Damn, damn. So uh, with that, Big Kev. Yes, we will take this first break on Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode four hundred, and and we'll be right back. <laughs>
Ahoy, ahoy, and welcome to Game Stuff. I'm your host, Coke Logic. <laughs> this is Game Stuff segment number 100. And to celebrate this occasion, I'm going to ring this bell. Hmm, very nice. Now I only have to do 100 segments more and I can ring the bell again. <laughs> Last week I mentioned Doom was coming out, and it came out. I was cautiously optimistic after playing the multiplayer beta and hearing a constant cautionary buzz that the game might suck. Rent it before you buy it type thing. So I was able to rent Doom. And wow is that game fun. I feel like an asshole for being influenced before I just played the damn thing. The game is insanely fast as it wants you to keep moving or you'll be murdered by demons. The game runs at 60 frames per second and hardly dips below that, which only complements the fantastic lighting and textures. Shooting enemies until they're stunned so you can run up and melee kill them for more health, or if you're running low on ammo you pull out your chainsaw. Just two defining features of the game which add an on-the-fly strategy to dealing with enemies. So screw the internet negativity and go play Doom, which is out now for $60 on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. I also played Uncharted 4, which could be my favorite game of the year. One of the best games I've ever played. It's as close to perfect as a game can get. So go play that too. The sequel to Homefront, Homefront the Revolution, is out this week. And it looks like shit. In fact, forget I said anything and just ignore this game. They made the game because Homefront 1 was marketed so heavily that you would recognize the Homefront brand and think, oh, this is worth my time. The truth is, it was sold cheap at the THQ auction lot. Go ahead and YouTube it, check it out on Twitch. It just looks bad. And this isn't like last week with Doom. I bet money this game blows. And finally, we have a question in the form of an audio message. Go ahead and play that. Coke Logic, where is Red Dead Redemption for the Xbox One? Where is it? What is the status? What's going on? I need information. Back in February, Red Dead Redemption was discovered to be playable via Xbox One when you had a digital version of the game and a friend owned it. It's since been taken down and the trick doesn't work anymore. It's the highest demanded game for the 360 backwards compatibility and it was actively being tested. So it is going to happen. The question is when? No one knows. Rockstar is working on the next Red Dead, and with no games announced for the company's release window, it's very possible that Red Dead Redemption 2 could be Rockstar's next game. Maybe they announced it at Microsoft's upcoming E3 press conference. Maybe to mark the occasion they announced that while Red Dead Redemption 2 will be released in 2017, you can play the original right now on your Xbox One via 360 backwards compatibility. I'm completely making that scenario up, but that's exactly what I would do. This is Coke Logic signing off for GameStop. Build the Millennium Falcon. A one-to-one replica of the original Empire Strikes Back movie prop. Working lights and stunning interior detail. Complete with a moving ramp. Build the Millennium Falcon step-by-step with your comprehensive build guides, die-cast metal, and highly detailed resin parts. Call now or go online to buildmillenniumfalcon.com and get started today. back 
Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 409. We're calling this one Course Correction Needed. That that rejoiner music, I was I was initially I was like I was gonna go with like a Rasta thing. Yeah. Then I listened to it and I'm like, it kinda sounds like the Akira soundtrack too. It's so uh, it's actually from Blue Man Group's new album. Oh, oh nice. A track okay. called Hex Suit. New, a new album's called Three, just came out about a week or so ago, and it's awesome. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. So that's where my confusion lay. Sure. But I hope that you're no longer confused. Well, I'm, about Red Dead Redemption. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also no longer confused about why you must have buildthemillenniumfalcon.com. Uh, check out buildmillenniumfalcon.com for one of the best Star Wars collectibles I have ever seen. And the great part about it is you build it. And you have this enormous, really detailed, amazingly lit Millennium Falcon for your collection. It's the kind of thing you always see at a show or like you see online. You're like, damn, I want that. But it's like 2500 bucks. A lot of beans. Or a lot more if it's, say, from another show right. or program. And, uh, and you want it and you just can't get that money together. Well, what about if you paid a couple of shillings every month? You got some pieces and you got the fun of not only putting it together, but then having it to display at the end. So you've gotten that massive thing. You've only paid a little bit for it at a time. It's amazing. Yes. So if you want to order that, you can give them a call over at 877-544-6779. Yes. Or check them out online, buildmillenniumfalcon.com. I can't wait to get all the pieces. I know. And start building. All right. Back to Coke Logic. First of all, congratulations, Coke Logic. I'm 100. 100. He hasn't had any fucking problems. What kind of computer does he have, <laughs> asshole? No, we love you. Thank you. Thank you for always contributing to the show. Congratulations yes. on 100 episodes. Uh, we appreciate it. And I appreciate mm, you taking episodes. the time mm. to uh, – I take, appreciate taking the time to answer Big Kev's Red Dead Dead uh, Red Dead Redemption Red question. Dead Redemption. So yes, maybe sir. I don't have to hear him talk about it every fucking week now. Mm. I'm sorry. It's like it is probably – it's probably my favorite video game that I've ever played. But I, I had more fun. You you have to understand, me and young E-Rock. I know, you've told the story. Unbelievable amounts of fun. You've told the story the equal number of times of Coke Logic's episodes. I'm just saying. Wow, I see mm. what you did there. I'm just saying. Wow, okay. That's as many racist jokes as you've made in this episode alone. Well. You know, I'm saying. always striving for a record. Just saying. Do I need Remember to before bite? when I was like, I don't know if I should go mm-hmm. Rasta or Asian yeah. with this? I decided to go neither because I don't want to get cast in the racist uh, uh, genre. Sure. Um, I'm reaching for it. Do I, do I need it? Do I need no, a sound bite? No, no, no. We, no. Don't, we need no, no, no sound bites. No sound bites. Uh, 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 it's a oh. post-show meeting about sound bites. <laughs> All right, listen. We've got some stuff I want to hit. We've got to quickly go over the new Ghostbusters trailer because it did just hit this afternoon before we recorded. I want to talk about it quickly. Okay. Uh-huh. I actually liked it better than the first one. Actually, I liked it a lot better than the first one. I'm still hesitant, but I'm slightly less hesitant after having seen that new trailer. Yeah, it didn't look any better than me. Just saying. That's I don't care! There it is. Well, PK weighs in. <laughs> I, I, I didn't hate it as much. I think they probably made some smart choices in what they edited together for the new trailer okay to address some of the criticisms from the first trailer so am i to understand that thor is in some way the bad guy in this movie well no what we learned from the first trailer 
um, and is then confirmed in this trailer is that the, whole the ghosts have the ability possession to thing. possess. Yep. And so okay. at some point in the movie, he clearly possesses Chris Hem- Hemsworth or a ghost possesses Chris Hemsworth's character. And no, that was not the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man at the end of the film. Kind of looked like him a little bit. No, that was the that was the ghost. That was Rowan, I think his name is. Oh, is Rowan the name of the that? ghost in the symbol? That's interesting. That that that's who that was at the end there. So I guess he hmm. maybe he is the Stay Puff of this movie, maybe. but that's who that was. He had the little swoopy head, yeah, and the, and the skinny Michelin man like, ghost looking face. Looked like a burnout marshmallow in the middle. No, there. come on. I, I I didn't. I I liked it better than the first one. That's all I'm gonna say. All right, all right. Yeah, we'll see what happens. All right. Well, there you go. Let's go into <laughs> DC. And this has news. been <laughs> no, 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 a couple of DC related things. Yeah, very, very quickly. Um, oh. We had, we had talked about this a couple weeks ago. We're going to save the biggest one for last, PK. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. But, uh, NBC has picked up the series Powerless. Um, two series. This is the comedy series that deals with the insurance agency that deals with the fallout of superheroes. Now, right. is this actually in the movie universe? No. Okay. Because it's NBC. Okay. Which is not part of the cinematic universe. Okay. Nothing on TV is part of the cinematic universe. Yeah, we know. That being said. Stupid Warner Brothers. Um, I believe Alan Tudyk has been cast in the show, so I'm going to watch. <laughs> okay. Yeah, does, doesn't take a lot for me to, to weigh in. Um, other big news regarding the television universe, Supergirl is officially moving over to the CW. But they are in separate universes. They are? Yeah. Well, yes. They are separate Earths. Yes, correct. Correct. Yeah. But this opens the door for more crossovers. This opens the door for maybe some sort of weird mush crisis yeah exactly so we'll see but it's significant because now superman also exists in that universe a little bit more fully kind of martian manhunter exists in that universe now and all those other villains that they have slowly introduced right they all are possible now so now there was a flash crossover i'm not watching any of these shows there was there was a flash so was that like a he bent reality through to another universe to get into supergirls he was trying to get to another reality okay and he ended up and Supergirl's he overshot. Earth. He overshot and ended up on her Earth. Did he also accidentally overshoot, get into Ezra Miller's body, and land in front of Bruce Wayne? No. In... No. No, no. Unfortunately that's not. That's not a thing. They're still scrambling <laughs> to find a new director for that film. Yeah. Yep. Scrambling because nobody wants any part of that universe. Um, Warner Brothers. No, we want a more seasoned director. Yeah. Warner Brothers has announced that they are developing... The articles are saying it's a Harley Quinn solo movie, but it's not really. It's a movie where Harley Quinn is, again, the feature character that is not Suicide Squad. What they're saying is it might be more like a Birds of Prey type film. So you might see uh, Batgirl. You might see Ivy. You might see Canary. There's a lots of different characters that have kind what of... Was, what was the three of... What was Harley, Poison Ivy, Huntress, and... wasn't it? Who was the third one? It wasn't... It On wasn't... the TV show? Wasn't it Huntress? No, no. Not the TV show. Okay. Not. There was a book, and it featured Harley, Poison Ivy, and... Black Canary was in it for a while. Was it Black Canary? What was that book called? Birds of Prey. No, not Birds of Prey. There was another book, or another, like, story. I can't remember what it's called now. If you can think of what it's called, give the GVM line a call. 425-920-6050. I can't remember if it was a storyline or if it was a... I just can't remember. I don't know. I'll I, look it up. I know Birds of Prey. I read that mostly because of uh, Black Canary. But 
Uh, Catwoman, I think, has appeared in Birds of Prey in the past. Hawkgirl has been in there. Vixen has been in there. It's a lot. It's it's one of those books where a bunch of different characters have come and gone. All right. Oh, wait. One more thing before the big news. Apparently, they're working on a Booster Gold movie that's set to take place in the DC Cinematic Universe. This is terribly sad because we were really hoping for Booster Gold to make his appearance via Legends of Tomorrow. And, and Blue Beetle. And Blue Beetle via mm-hmm. the TV universe. Now, they have teased... Ted Cord plenty of times in the past. I guess it's still possible that we get them there, but Warner Brothers is kind of like, you know, a scared of their TV universe and mm-hmm. they tend to squash things that they think might cause confusion with the exception of recasting the flesh. So, um that being said, Booster Gold apparently is coming to the cinematic universe once uh once Warner Brothers corrects the course. Mhm. So, so Iceberg right ahead. <laughs> no wait, we've already hit. Oh yeah, that's that iceberg's long behind now. So there was a big shakeup at uh, Warner Brothers, and they've re-relaunched DC Film, the newly created DC Film, which I thought was the name that existed a couple of years ago, and then got reabsorbed back into just WB. But I, or Warner Brothers, I might be mistaken. But Jeff Johns and John Berg are going to have substantial roles in the course-corrected answer to the subpar performance of Batman vs. Superman in an attempt to get those films back on track. You mean the guy who's overseen the film, or the, the TV universe that's, that is widely adored and accepted by fans no they're they're gonna give him a, a crack at uh, at correcting this course a little bit no. didn't jeff johns yes uh, no he did he did yeah. but jeff johns and, and so here's the problem with jeff johns i like jeff johns i think he's a great writer but jeff johns has really been involved with the warner brother movies for a while now they're just moving him up the ladder the problem is Zack snyder yeah Zack snyder is a big problem yeah and the other problem oh, yeah. is that i am not convinced that even if Jeff Johns was dubbed the king of DC films, that's someone in a boardroom who's looking at the numbers and who doesn't get it yeah. will actually listen to him. Because I think Jeff Johns has been trying for a while to recorrect or to recorrect, to correct some of the missteps that they have taken. And he, I, I honestly, he's like the scientist the in, in like all the, the huge national disaster movies. Right. Or in like he's the, he's the Jeff Goldblum of Independence Day. Like, shit's going to go down. You have to listen to me. And then oh, shit goes oh, down. Yeah. And like, oh, oh okay. Oh, oh, I was going Dennis Quaid. Dennis in Quaid the in the day, day after, after tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> but it's, I, and, and it's a shame. I warned you. It's, it's going to rain. It's a shame because I think he's genuinely enthused about all of the properties. Sure. Why wouldn't he? And I, I suspect that there are things that he's not happy about, even though he would never admit it. I would, I would think the movies that he would not be happy about would be <laughs> Green Lantern, Man of Steel, and Batman versus Superman. But he's been involved in all of those movies so, in some way, shape, or form. So? You know they but, have no creative right, control. But that's my I'm point. agreeing with From you. From an optimistic look. This is, uh, Warner Brothers has, has had their faces handed to them with this do, oh, yeah. do you think they that there's the the i'm optimistic i like to try to look optimistically at right. things do you think maybe now they're looking at this going well jesus we need to this guy who has probably been been right behind the scenes maybe we need to listen to him a little bit more and let him have a deeper say no and i'll tell do you, you why. think this promotion does that no I, i'll tell you why and I'll, I'll tell you where my hesitation comes from because they should have learned their lesson from the superman reboot 
the the first Superman reboot Brandon with Brandon Routh. And I, I will say this a hundred times over. I do not fault Brandon Routh. No, nope. at all. He I was, thought he was amazing. He was excellent for, yeah. for as what? a Christopher Reeve Superman. Yeah. He was perfect. And then they should have learned a second time with Green Lantern. And they yep. still didn't learn. They right. still didn't right? listen. And so now we have Batman. Ver- so maybe third time's a try, but no. I have no faith. I have no faith. I mean, here's the difference between those. Like, I mean, Green Lantern got got devastated, but it it, it still did. Like, they still pulled money off of that. No. Did, did, did they, they at least no. broke even? No. No. Not even broke even. No. I, maybe they just broke even. No. But uh-huh. my I, I just is, I don't. My I can't fathom those. They took a loss. I they can't fathom those were the travesties that Batman Superman they, is. That's why I'm no, I they, a little more no. optimism for them to go. Jesus, you know what? Green, Green Lantern was definitely a humongous like it's almost FF in scale of failure. Mm. They were like, hoping Green Lantern was Iron Man. Yep. It it made back its production budget, but my recollection, and I, I might be wrong, but my recollection is did not make back no. production plus marketing. Advertising, mm. marketing, uh merchandising, all were humongous Which is, failures. That, that all said, Batman Superman is apocalyptic. For, for Warner Brothers. Well, uh, well, technically speaking, it turned a profit. Yeah. What it didn't do is create new fans. Right. So that's it, what it didn't it, do. It turned and a shit ton of people it away. It turned more people away than it brought on more. And, mm-hmm. and, and they and just don't get it. The, the problem is... The problem is that you have now Superman established two times. This version of Superman established, reestablished. How do you... How do you... How do you course correct that big of a deviation without it, without it being awkward? You can't. You can't. I don't well, know. The only I mean, thing you have to you have to step it up slowly. The only thing you can do here at this point is he's dead. So you can literally not to burn the phrase yeah. for next week. You can rebirth him any way you like. So he mm. co- so he, so he comes back as he comes back as a slightly less brooding superman. Yeah, maybe a little bit brighter, maybe a little maybe bit Maybe he goes through that whole death sequence yeah, and he comes I, back a better boy. I maybe I maybe that's the yeah. way they do it. I think that's the way that they have to do it. But that said, it's not <laughs> maybe he comes fix back as a different this. actor. That's yeah. <laughs> well, I don't have a problem with the actor. I, I like I like Henry Cable, but it, I think the association at this point like they, they couldn't hurt couldn't hurt them to go go a different no, route. I don't because... think they go that route. I think they I think they brighten up Henry Cable and they're fine. And he's well, probably fine, but I'm sure he's under contract yet for another uh, another dozen. I'm sure seven or three. Well, movies. the other interesting news I think, speaking of 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 what he's signed up for and so on and so forth, in your uh, in the article in the prep sheet, Ben Affleck made a producer yes. of Justice League. Yes, I saw. So that. Ben Affleck is taking Batman uh, by the by by the ears, if you will, and he is not going to let anything mess up that standalone movie, including any movie he might appear in with a group. Yeah, yep. but but how does how does Ben Affleck, as big as he is and as powerful as he is, how does he overcome the actual director of the film? He walks. He's the director of the film. No, 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 no. Are we talking about, about Justice, League. Justice League? Because at that point, if the bat, uh, if if they plan on having, I I think Affleck pulls a uh, a uh, what you call it, a Bruce Willis here, you know? Do you know that story? The Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith, yeah, 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 Kevin yes. Smith. Kevin Smith tells a story all the time about how, you know, he wanted some pages to be written in the studio, didn't? And Bruce Willis called up and said, "Well, we're going to use these pages, or I walk." Yeah, and I think Ben Affleck can certainly, if if there was a bright spot in the film, Batman versus Superman. 
Um, the bright spot in the film was the six minutes in the warehouse. With, no doubt. With Batman rescuing Martha Kent. Yeah. So that said, if that's what they feel like we can work from there, right. they need Ben Affleck. Sure. No, he, he has absolutely. all the power. He's that's universally universally the, the, uh, the cheered for part of Batman yeah. Superman. Every, anyone who's well, talked about it, no matter how much people have hated it, they're like, but Ben Affleck was fucking awesome. Yeah. There's still a lot of ground to cover here, though. Oh, yeah. Because oh, of course. I, I get, there's a lot of bad, bad buzz about certain aspects like again that rumor is making its ugly rearing its ugly head again that the joker is a robin whoever we don't know which robin it is well look if you look in the batman suit did i tell you about that i don't know if we talked about this on the robin suit there's two bullet holes in his shoulders yeah and on the joker if you look there's either tattoos or scar bullet holes on him in the same place, so that rumor is kind of gaining some it's, traction. It's astound. It's it's astounding to me. It's astounding to me that 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 Warner Brothers sitting in the boardroom looks at Marvel years ago, right? A couple years ago now, looks at Marvel and says, "We've got to we've got to figure out how to do this right," <laughs> and takes. Ugh. That which should be so simplistic in nature, yep. it was figured out. No. Create characters they, that are true to their origins, yeah. that appeal to the audience, yep. and just figure out a way to translate them. And they, and they still can't do yeah, it. They tried the, the to formula. do it. The Marvel. They tried the Marvel no, formula. No, no, they no. cheated. No, 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 they, they cheated. Did, no, no, they didn't cheat. They tried the Marvel formula, but the Iron Man failed and failed miserably. Okay, they couldn't build on that movie, so they didn't know what. To then they were like, fuck it. We got to bring the big guns out now. And that's why you got the Superman reboot. Yes, but. And that's why you got Batman versus Superman, yes. which is the dumbest move yes. I've ever seen. I'm, I'm discounting Green Lantern at this point. You Green can't. Lantern, I understand I can't. Because that's where, after, they, that's where they deviated from the Marvel formula. Because Green Lantern failed. They were like, fuck it. We just got to bring out our big guns. That's what happened. I don't, I'm not even faulting them bringing out the big guns. But how do they still not grasp the concept of the characters? That's what I don't get. They're hiring that, the wrong people. That's, that's what I don't get. That's like, Zack Snyder. Like, making the I, Joker a Robin is such an uh, affront uh -huh. to both of those characters. Uh -huh. and, and beloved characters. Uh -huh. I mean, Joker is the most beloved DC villain really? ever. Who, who you tell? I know. And, mm. and whatever iteration of Robin that you like, with maybe the exception of Damien, most people love Ugh. some version of Robin. Even Stephanie Brown. Stephanie sure. Brown, is that that's her, right? From from is Dark Knight Returns? I forget what her name is. Is it Brown? I think it's Brown. I don't know if it's but, Brown. But, but Jason Todd, Dick Grayson, they're all... You don't know the other one. Uh, 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 now I do. <laughs> He's Red Robin now. Uh-huh. And it's... And it's oh, not in your head. It's, it's Tim, Todd. Tim. Tim, Tim, Tim Drake. Tim Drake. Ah. Thank you. But anyway, I, I mean... These are beloved characters. Tim Drake, who actually, by the way, is the only Robin to have turned into the Joker in anything in the Batman Beyond movie. Yes. Mm -hmm. Remember? Yes. So there was that. But that being said, I, I just, I don't get how they don't grasp the core of these characters and what makes those characters work. I, that's what I don't understand. I we, don't understand know, how you don't the, the know, difference in know the what it was. We know what it was. We know they're, they're we know they've hired was. the wrong people. Marvel yeah. Marvel got John Favreau who has who has a deep love for for Iron Man for you know the, the comics in general and and 
truly loves that material. Zack Snyder. No, I don't know where his loyalties lie. No. His Watchmen spectacular, yeah. but and so is Three Hundred. Yeah, and both of which are comic book movies, and both of which were huge. Whether they box office or not. They were humongous films with fans. Yeah. Humongous. And groundbreaking. And so they said, aha, well, we got Zack Snyder. What did he do to make that Watchmen thing so popular? Those characters are really dark. Let's darken up everything. Mm. That's what it was. What happened in 300? 300 was a comic book adaptation. What was great about it? It was dark and it was meaty and it was humongous. And so what did they do? They took mm-hmm. Zack Snyder's strengths from Watchmen and 300 and said, Zack, we want this, but in the DC movie but, universe. But here, here's where I'm flummoxed with that because he's – 300 and Watchmen uh-huh. are very faithful adaptations sure. to, to the core material. Yep. What the fuck happened when because, he got to Superman? Because if you ever He's heard, not in control of that. No. <laughs> but have you ever heard Zack Snyder talk about – about comic? He, he doesn't like – lighthearted characters at all he didn't get him he doesn't understand go. he thinks that comic books need to be dirty and raunchy yeah. and almost right. pornographic and, and watch so we, they've hired the wrong person <laughs> yeah well, but it, again 100%. But, but it's but it's in okay but Zack snyder is not in control of suicide squad is he the one that made the joker the joker no in that movie Yes. And is potentially making him Robin? That yes, was because if he's overseeing that universe, those decisions all go through him. Well, is, then, is he the Joss Whedon with the final say in then, all that? No. Then you know why? Well, yeah. No, he's more. Yes. You mean as or, far well, as Avengers go? Joss Whedon. Then you know you mean as far as Avengers go? Like that? You mean in that yeah. way? Yes. Is he like? Yes, he is. But when Joss Whedon was in the mix, like yes. Joss Whedon oversaw he the He oversaw the Guardians Correct. to a certain degree. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So Snyder is the because same way. They had to make with sure the DC all those universe? Yeah. 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 Okay. As okay. of as of Batman Superman he was, but it sounds to me like it's gonna be Jeff Johns now. Mm. I I I with it with I'm heavy, just I'm just not convinced. And I'm Jeff Johns convinced. and Jeff Johns big stick PK, Jeff Johns is carrying a big stick named Ben Affleck. Yep. That's, I hope so. That's what it is. It's so. not gonna work. It's not going to work. Because they have already shot Suicide Squad, which I think is probably going to be an interesting movie, if not a good one. I'm looking forward to it. Uh huh. But the fact is, if they go out on a limb with another character, the way it looks like they're doing with the Joker and Robin, that's going to be a. That's what's going to ruin Suicide Squad. That little piece is going to turn fans off of Suicide Squad. So what do you have left? What the Batman standalone movie? That's where you, if you're yeah. going to rebuild anything, you start from the Batman standalone movie. That's the only, that's it. I, and that Batman standalone movie had better be the second fucking coming of, of, uh, of uh, what's his name? The director, that unit, that Batman universe. It had, no, better, Nolan. it had better be the second coming of, of the Batman character a la the Nolan. I don't mean it should be the Nolan universe. I mean, it, it better needs to be, be that, that level of received, that level of received or this universe is Doomed. They should cancel this fucking flash nonsense. They should find a way to integrate this TV, these TV shows into their universes. That's their fucking fan base. Their fucking fan base is watching uh, Legends of Tomorrow yeah, and the what, Flash though? and Arrow. You know what though? And we, we have to we have to wrap up shortly. But um, fans who are really big fans of Batman versus Superman hate the CW shows. Great. Hate Great. them. You know why? Because those are not those are not comic book fans. They, right. 
It's a those are it's a different movie audience. fans. Sure, absolutely. I want dark, beaten up buildings falling. It. They're Zack Snyder fans. I hear you. They need to get rid of Zack Snyder. If if it's Jeff Johns, that's great. What they need to do is stop ignoring the TV universe just because it's the TV universe. They have to stop it. They have to end this. There's no director for this fucking Flash movie. Good. Pay Ezra Miller and fucking cancel the movie. You already have a Flash, and he's way more successful than this fucking movie will ever be. You have a Green Arrow that's already done. You have all these characters. Yes, there's going to be a little bit of problem with Suicide Squad with regards to integrating those universes. Fine, let's do multiple alerts. It doesn't even fucking matter. What matters at this point is that they can't, even as our title dictates, course correction required, they can't. There's no way. There's no way to do this. They're going to need to save Batman, and that's what Affleck is trying to do. Affleck is trying desperately to save Batman for himself, not save the universe because he can't. And, And producing Justice League, all that means is... Ben Affleck has creative control over Batman sorta in the Justice League uh, by by muscle. He has creative control over Batman in that movie and he won't let anything dumb happen to it. That's it. The rest of the nonsense around and Aquaman and that, it's they have to stop. I agree. They have to stop. This town needs an enema. There you go. All right, listen. The wrap-up music is kicking off. We left so much on the table, it just means we have a uh, you know more for next week. Oh, but we didn't get to so many things. That's okay. Like Laverne Cox in. We'll we'll get to it. Okay. Save it. Don't forget. What about Castle being canceled? Don't forget. You can check us out online. Agent Carter. Yeah, that's sad. Each and every week, although they killed her on Shield and then they reconfirmed it in Cap. So or they killed her in Cap and then no, killed her on killed Shield. It, yeah, yeah, they reconfirmed it. In Shield. Um. Don't forget, you can check us out online each and every week over at bkgeekstuff.com, facebook.com, backslash bkgeekstuff. You can find us on Twitter at geekstuffog, at krmarlow, at uh, nice. uh, 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 bkgeekstuff. On Instagram, it's geekstuffog, krobertmarlow, and bigkevgs. I think so. And I'm also over on Snapchat, geekstuffog. I like to keep things consistent. You know. Hey, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know. You don't know. post, so it barely matters. Of course, if you'd like to leave well, a GVM. posting. Uh-huh. Right after eat stuff. God damn it. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to leave a GVM for next week's show, you can do so by calling 425-920-6050. And, of course, uh, you may hear yourself on a future episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. That PayPal button, it's sitting over there lonely. Yeah. Lonely. Uh, it needs and, someone to rub it. And what, Just saying. Is it June yet? Uh, soon. Oh, no, because June is the begathon. That's right. So get so, ready. So soon. And uh, don't forget Amazon.BigCavesGeekStuff.com. Don't forget Shop.Snodgrass.com. And, of course, Build the Millennium Falcon, all of our sponsors. We love yes. all of you dearly. And uh, I think with that, Big Kev. Yes, we will uh, bring this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 409. 409. Oh, we should have did, like, Formula 409. Uh, Too bad we missed that. Uh, we'll bring this episode, episode 409, to a close. The way we end some episodes by saying... Troll the respawn, Jeremy. And on that note, we cue the music.
Which might explain